It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup semi-final weekend Dundee United and Hibs are first up at Hamden looking to make the final later this month Then it's over to the Battle of the Saints tomorrow as St Mirren and St Johnson go head-to-head Today though, all about the lower league playoffs to decide who plays in which division next season I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio, your elected pundits for this afternoon You're spoiled for choice, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel and Hugh Evans. I was returned by a landslide I may have to say that uh, But anyway The business end of the season In other words Is one false move And you've had it Whether it's the Scottish Cup Or the playoffs Hibs know that only too well They've already lost Two cup semi-finals this season Three Wouldn't be a good look And Barry Ferguson Knows all about that as well Because he's got one foot In the SPFL With a two goal lead Over Brora Rangers Now he needs the other foot To cross the line and put Kelty Hart in among the big boys. And our own Jim Duffy has to play Stranraer with them Barton and take on fate at the same time. Stranraer, Hart, sympathetic. This will all went down this time last year against their will. Pathic are back. Hearts are back. Stranraer, can they make it three? Yeah, absolutely. It's a business end, as Hugh says there. Five Derby Rafe Rovers take on Dunfermline Gordon as advent- advantage Airdrie over big spending Cove. Kelty are two up over Brora We've got a semi-final to look forward to later on in the show And there's big, big news coming out of Colville Park Golf course, well, the more will be revealed <laughs> We'll maybe get to that later on Mark Wilson, how good is Scottish Cup semi-final weekend? And we've said it all week But it is the unavoidable part of this season's in particular Where it's four teams that will all fancy their chances None of Glasgow's big two have made it to this stage So well done to the teams that have And it blows the thing wide open Of course, uh, it's a brilliant Part of the season I've been involved in A couple of them myself And I know how much It means to these players When they see Celtic and Rangers Out the competition They can see their name In lights at the end of the season On May the 22nd And it starts today Mole club against Hibs They will fancy their chances But Hibs will be favourite Of course And then Looking down Into the playoffs I've been involved in that as well A different experience A nervy experience Like Hugh says There's hardly any second chances I know there's a second leg But you can play yourself Out of the full Competition mm. And today if you don't get it right So looking forward to it Yeah Gordon The playoffs I think everyone We are very hard on ourselves up here We we always focus on what we get wrong But the playoffs The introduction of them Has been great for the game mm. I think everyone would agree Good drama At the end of the season Your old side Wraith Rovers Up yeah. against them Fairman Yeah local derby uh, Fraser Wishers here Covering the game for us today And I'm sure it'll be A terrific game of football Gordon Very impressed with Mole side Wraith Rovers uh, But a lot of good football Semi-final mm. This is probably the most nervous that the players will be. The semi-finals the worst game to lose. Get to the final, yeah, you can lose it on the day, fine, you've got there, but semi-finals, I think we're in for a real interesting weekend. Yeah, Hugh Keevens, it is always one of the standout dates in the yeah. fixture calendar would be Scottish Cup semi-final weekend. It's been a, a strange but wonderful competition this year. Yeah. It's been without fans, which is clearly not going to be as good, but the condensed format, the drama that it's led to, the no extra, uh, the no replays, straight to extra time and penalties. How much are you looking forward to this weekend? Great. The four teams all have a personal story to tell. Uh, today's teams, Dundee United, Mark knows the club very well. They still speak of Craig Brewster. 1994, Dundee United beating Rangers to win the Scottish Cup. Ivan Golak, the manager. 
They will be remembered forever in Tannadice folklore Playing a hip side who didn't win the Scottish Cup for 112 years Until they beat Rangers in that amazing final Under Alan Stubbs management So they're back there today with Jack Ross Big, big day for the High Bees High Bees or who do? Because they've already lost two semi-finals this season And then tomorrow... Jim Goodwin and St Mirren St Mirren have only won four trophies in the club's entire existence That's why you've got to cherish your successes when they come along So he'll be looking forward to playing St Johnston Callum Davidson, if he can win the Scottish Cup this season He'll have won two cups in one season Which means he'll have won more trophies in one season for St Johnston Than St Johnston had in 136 years of their history Mark Wilson, how much are you looking forward to these two games that spread out a little bit? We'll have to wait until four o'clock for the game today and then, of course, tomorrow as well. Yeah, Hugh's right about, you know, everyone's got their own personal story. I think when you look at the teams this year in terms of successes, they they can all tick boxes. You know, Dundee United was to stay in the division and they've certainly done that. They've been impressive on occasions, disappointing in others. But... They, they've done their job And they've got to a semi-final For Hibs Looks like they're going to Secure third place And deal with a couple of semi-finals A chance to go To another Scottish Cup final And St Mirren and St Johnson Well St Johnson We all know their success story We already a trophy in the bag But St Mirren Jim Goodwin Just narrowly missing out In that top six But it's a huge improvement Got to a semi-final last time Can they go one better Tomorrow So great occasions As I said at the start I've played in them um, They're they're sometimes forgettable occasions But some of them stick in my mind Especially my Dundee United days Is some of the best games mm. of my career When I had success And one of them came against Hibs at Hamden Park Yeah, a bit later on we'll give you the team news For Dundee United against Hibs We will build up to that one We will preview the big game tomorrow The open line will be here at 5 o'clock So you'll have the chance to have your say On the phones to the guys And there'll be all the usual madness Between now and then So sit back and hopefully Enjoy We don't have too many games At three o'clock But they are big ones Of a couple of featured games For you this afternoon Let's start at the, the The top of the ladder If you like The chance to get into that Top flight in Scotland Wraith Rovers Against them Fernland It's the Premiership Playoff second leg And Fraser Wishart Is looking ahead to that one Yeah And looking ahead uh, Really looking forward to this one Gordon as you guys Were talking about earlier It's a type of game and the excitement that the playoffs bring, but this horrendous weather here, the wind is driving down, the, w- the rain is howling, so I just hope it doesn't ruin the game, and the goalkeepers are out in front of me, warming up, and as the, I think it's Derek Gaston trying to throw the ball in, it's blowing out of the box, I hope it doesn't ruin the game too much, because this will be the end of the road for one of these teams, after a pretty strange season, of course we know the late start, and only 27 games in the Championship, all the Covid issues as well, and, but a nil-nil draw between these teams on Tuesday means that everything rests on the result today, when I take all be that in 90 minutes extra time or possibly even penalty kicks up for the winners it's on to play Dundee in the next step towards what they hope will be a place in the Premiership next season in normal times this place would be absolutely rocking it'd be sold out both stands would be full of supporters for both teams because it's a local derby as well as a playoff but sadly no fans here and I just hope the players could put on a really good show for those watching at home but there could be a few for the playoff games later on this month so both teams want to get through to maybe just reward their supporters if they get to the later stages of the playoffs I've seen Wraith a couple of times this season and they've been pretty impressive to be honest with you a combination of youth and experience pace in the correct areas good touch likes to lose Bond and people like that in the middle of the park and they beat Dunfermline here 5-1 in March so I think they must be fairly confident of coming here today and getting 
the pitch will be Dunfermline they've gone under the radar I think this season all the focus has been on maybe Dundee and certainly Hearts and Wraith Rovers breaking through but Dunfermline looked when they lost that game in March against Wraith looked as if their place in the playoffs was in doubt but they've kicked on to secure fourth place and of course a few well-known faces here with the likes of Jamie McDonald and Kel Benedictus for Wraith have Premier experience they want to get back there as soon as they possibly can for Dunfermline of course we know Stephen Whitaker very well now got a sitting role in midfield the likes of Declan McManus and the friend of this show Don Thomas in the black and white of the Pars they've experienced the Premiership as well so said earlier really looking forward to this one I don't have teams yet I've been looking online and we've not quite got them up here but I don't imagine there'll be too many changes from the teams that played on Tuesday I do know the referee is Greg Aiken he's been out testing the, the, the surface here and it's an artificial surface but the players tell me it's one of the best around so that shouldn't be a problem in this driving wind and rain so hopefully I'll be team soon Gordon really looking forward to this one it's a huge game for these teams towards the end of this season that, the biggest gust in Kirkcaldy since Gordon DL sneezed pre-match my, oh, <laughs> my, my two youngest grandchildren are 20 miles away in Anstruther they'll be blown away the wee oh, souls yeah. a, a great day for football it's supposed to be nice weather at this stage of the season when you get to the latter stages of cups and playoffs you're supposed to go and enjoy the nice weather but Scottish football never surprises you Wraith Dunfermline we'll go back to Fraser um, and get the teams very soon Let's go to Kelty Against Brora The chance to get into the SPFL The winner of this of course Will take on Brecon And Roger Hanna is looking forward to that one and let me tell you, Fraser Wishart has got the sunny end of Fife this afternoon, Gordon, because it is deep midwinter in Kelty. The rain is lashing down. There's a couple of flags and flagpoles at the opposite side of New Central Park here that are almost getting blown off the flagpoles. It seems ridiculous that this is an end-of-season playoff, but it is arguably the biggest game in the 46-year history of Kelty Hearts Football Club. 2-0 up against Brora after that first leg up in the Highlands on Tuesday night, and it's put them within touching distance of that playoff final one have waited so long to get against Brecon. It would be back here a week on Tuesday night, then Glebe Park the following Sunday and they really are in pole position to get there. Dylan Easton and Callum Higginbottom, the goal scorers in midweek. It could have been even more, of course. Joe Marlin, the Broader Rangers goalkeeper, saving early penalties from Higginbottom and Nathan Austin. Otherwise, the game really tie could have been over before we came back here to New Central Park. Uh, Kelty Hearts probably gave Broader far more problems than the actual Hearts did when they lost in the Scottish Cup up in the Highlands earlier on the season and the fact I think that Brora were crowned Highland League champions after playing only three league games a couple of cup ties I think it really did begin to catch up with them Kelty looked far more accomplished in the game on Tuesday night they won the Lowland League after 13 games when their season was called and now we're in a situation two and a half years into Barry Ferguson and Bob Malcolm's tenure here in five it looks like they're reaching a new high this afternoon by getting to that playoff final against the Brecon City side that finished bottom of League 2 uh, yeah, looking forward to that one Let's get a flavour of Cove against Airdrie What a finish to the season for Airdrie they, They've finally managed to hit the heights After the, the, the disappointment of being vacated by Wilson and DL The dream team And uh, they are in the playoffs at the moment Let's hear from Dave Galloway ahead of that one Thanks Gordon Well it's been a very impressive rise up through the ranks For Cove Rangers who won the Highland League Just two years ago And now here are Paul Hartley's uh, part-timers Pushing for a place in the Championship Ian Murray's Airdrie though Are also deserving of huge credit For a really strong run That took them from 7th place only 5 weeks ago To secure the runners-up spot Two points behind League 1 champs Parik Thistle in the club's highest position For 14 years This doubleheader looks like a close one to 
call. Airdrie won here just seven days ago, but Cove beat today's opponents back in March with the other meeting this season between the pair ending in a draw. Both sides would be happy to have this tie still in the balance heading into Tuesday night's second leg. Looking at the teams then, four changes for Cove Rangers. In comes Scott Ross, Leighton McIntosh, Fraser Fivey and Kieran Nguenya. Out drop Dan Higgins, Adam Livingston, Cami Logan and Seb Ross. So they line up with Stuart McKenzie in goals, then Connor Scully, Scott Ross, Ryan Strachan, Blair Yule, Mitch Meganson, Leighton McIntosh, Rory McAllister, Ross Graham, Fraser Fivey and Kieran Nguenya. The substitutes, Demis, Watson, Higgins, Livingston, Seb Ross, Smith and Logan. As for Airdrie, no changes at all for them. So they start uh, Max Curry in between the sticks. Then Paul Payton, Liam McCann, Paul Mackay, Callum Fordyce, Scott Walker, Josh Kerr, Kyle Turner, Callum Gallagher, Dale Carrick and Kyle Connell. Substitutes, McNeil, Richie, Robert, Thompson, Roy, Mackay, and Crichton and your match referee for Cove Rangers against Airdrie it's David Dickinson yeah some big playoff matches this afternoon as well Montrose Morton you Morton fan George Bowie I wonder what kind of mood he'll be in it'll depend on how that one goes there this afternoon our other pal Jim Duffy as Hugh says Stranraer against Dumbarton uh, so it's all happening down there in the playoffs down the divisions I like the quote from Daryl Duffy old soldiers don't die they just fade away he's been everywhere Daryl Duffy but there he is at Stranra today at the age of 37 And he thinks it would be poetic To use his word Poetic If Stranra joined Hearts and Partick Thistle In going up A year after they were put down Against their will hmm. uh, Let's go back to Fraser I think you've at least got the Dunfermline team at the moment Fraser yeah, I do. Still struggling to get the, the Raith Rovers team, but for the Rovers, I think there's just one change. Lewis Mayo has come in for, as a surprise for Declan McManus, who scored so many goals, probably just to stiffen up the midfield area beside uh, Stephen Whitaker. So they'll line up with a 4 4 2 formation. Owen Fawn Williams, experienced goalkeeper in goals. Aaron Comney, Paul Watson, Ewan Murray, and Josh Edwards at the back. Sitting midfield players are Stephen Whitaker and Lewis Mayo, and either side of them, Dom Thomas and Celtic Loney, Ewan Henderson, with Kevin O'Hara and Craig Whiten as the strikers. Cammy Gill, Cal McDonald. Declan McManus, Vitas, Gaspuitas, Fraser Murray, Kerr McEnroy and Scott Banks are on the bench The referee today is Greg Aitken And I'll give you the race team as soon as we've got it, Gordon uh, Dave Galloway wanted to update us There is actually a change for Airdrie Dale Carrick is in for Dean Ritchie How much will these games mean to the, the clubs involved? Uh, massive um, I think that, uh, that what added to it, Gordon, is the, the local diabetic Wraith uh, and Dunfermline It's sad Such because, a shame No fans here Yeah because Let me tell I've played in these games And I've played in front of Full houses there At Starts Park And at East End So It is a bit uh, Sad that no fans Are allowed to see that But I think that'll be A great game uh, Cove and Rangers Really exciting as well And a lot of pressure On other teams Like Morton Dumbarton Jim Duffy's Dumbarton And uh, teams like that Today So It's a very nervous End to the season For a lot of teams It's yeah, alright for us Sorry Mark Just say It's alright for us You know uh, Because we enjoy the split We enjoy <laughs> the excitement of it all yeah. But but you you guys have been in the position Mark Yeah well I was speaking to Gordon uh, About it yesterday uh, Just briefly How it's such a different mindset For some teams So if you're a Cove Rangers player Or you're an Airdrie player You approach these games with excitement But on the other hand If you're a Morton player uh, You know And you're looking downwards There's so much pressure On you So a different approach And I know Cove And Airdrie come up against each other 
mean mm-hmm. uh, a huge deal to these clubs Cove's obviously spent a lot of money Airdrie haven't had success for a long time uh, and would class ourselves as a club who should be playing the championship so a big day for these teams OK a bit of a quieter Saturday on the fixture card than usual but the games that are on are big ones we've already given you the team news and as you'll know if you've ever listened to us on a Saturday before at this time we always get all the guys involved and we have a good old debate about some of the week's biggest stories so we'll do just that next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team out and about at the playoff matches this afternoon We've got a big Scottish Cup semi-final between Dundee United and Hibs still to come as well But at this time on a Saturday we always get all the guys involved We have a good old debate about whatever topic tickles our fancy on any given day And I think... We'll just go along the, the bingo card this week, Hugh Keevens. Yeah. Uh, every year, at some point, we talk about Rangers and Celtic potentially going to England. We've yes. done that. Tick that yes, one off. Yes. Summer football, have we done that? Probably. Yep, I think so. Uh, Colt teams, why not? Let's let's complete the lot. That's raised its head again in the last week in quite a big way. What have you made of it? Let me read your quote. This comes from Rod Petrie, President of the Scottish Football Association, speaking on this matter of putting... Celtic and Rangers Colt teams into the Lowland League He said To achieve success Requires mutual respect A common purpose And ultimately Consensus I would invite The head of PFA Scotland Fraser Wishart To Then quantify the chances Of this happening Within Scottish football Fraser Mutual respect Common purpose Consensus Not a hope Good luck with that one Rod Petrie um, I, th- I think we've seen over the last 12 months I mean, Party Thistle wouldn't let the SPFL or the SFA into the ground uh, Hearts was mute for, this, for the, the, the award of the trophy Hearts was a very muted celebration when I was there as well I think there's a long way to go where we can find consensus In fact, Hugh, you've been in the game longer than me And I've been in the game in a long time Has there ever been consensus? But uh, I, I think there's been The relationships in Scottish football Are probably at its lowest ebb for quite some time After what went on last year and, and previously So uh, I think Rod Petrie's right It requires everybody to come together To get the Colts in I was actually part of a working group with the SPFL Probably about three years ago now and there was a, a proposal to, to look at strengthening and perhaps looking at a, a, strengthening the Lowland League by bringing in the five kind of top Lowland League teams, five top Highland League teams and Colts. And uh, that would mean that if you were relegated like Brecon might be this season, then it's not such a harsh drop. You're actually playing against good quality teams. But that was knocked out by the lower league clubs as well. And I think it's, it's at the stage now where anything that's proposed will probably get, get knocked back. And, and there's a chance. I, I don't see the harm in it, even having a look at it. The Colts team is going into, going into Scottish football. Um, I, I do wonder whether the players themselves, and I'll leave that to the, those who are better versed in, in player development, though, but uh, what are they going to get from playing against lower league players just now? You know, I can see League 2, which is a good standard. So that's for the, the, them to decide, but uh, I, I don't see the problems with having a look at it. I think the problems are it's, it's just Rangers and Celtic at the moment. Originally, when we had that uh, proposal a couple of years ago, there was other teams very interested in it as well, the, the bigger clubs. So the option would have to be available for, for anybody. So... Uh, We'll see how it goes to you, but I think you're right. Respect, consensus, working together. I think it's a bit to go before we see that in Scottish football at any level, never mind just about this Colts decision. Roger Hannah, I was going to try and get specific rather than just throwing out the phrase Colt teams and, and 
Bringing everything in that goes around that discussion Because there have been a few developments this week But it's still multi-layered as everything seems to be in Scottish football So first of all, there is a proposal for Rangers and Celtic Colts teams To go into the Lowland League for next season The Lowland League say it would be for one season only There still has been a bit of resistance to that And that's still to be voted upon There is now, as you newspaper men would call it A war of words, I think Between Rod Petrie and Stuart Robertson Um, The Ibrox chief exec had accused the SFA and SPFL Of showing no innovation um, For talks to put the old firm B-sides Into the SPFL, if you like And he'd been questioning why um, a, A paper, a proposal that had been written Hadn't gone out to clubs But of course, two sides to every story Rod Petrie hitting back um, Accusing Stuart Robertson of Inaccuracies Amongst other things Now the The war of words May be interesting to some people Might be quite dramatic But but really The, the debate probably is Whether Colts teams are, are a good idea or not And whether they should go into The Lowland League or not Well the debate Gordon Really should be How the elite youth players In the country The ones at Rangers and Celtic And you, you can expand that Further down the line Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen How they play football next season There's not going to be A reserve league next season Because of Covid And we are risking Some of these elite young footballers not getting enough football over the next 12 months to aid their development. Just think how many calls we've taken over the years about this season in particular. Nathan Patterson coming through at Rangers. Previous seasons Kieran Tierney coming through at Celtic. There needs to be a pathway where these young men get a regular diet of football. I know the point Fraser's making. What did they learn by playing in the Lowland League? Well they'll learn more playing in the Lowland League than they would not playing at all. So if Rangers and Celtic believe it will aid the development Development of their elite young footballers to have them playing in the Lowland League for 12 months when there's no alternative for them to play football, then the SFA and the SPFL should be doing everything in their power to push this through because the development of the next Kieran Tierney and the next Nathan Patterson is hugely important to Scottish football. What are the obstacles then, right? Because we, we often use those phrases, don't we? That the SFA should do this or the SPFL should push this through. But what, what does that really mean? That really means... The clubs And is there a potential Problem there Where other clubs Might say Oh yeah This benefits Celtic And Rangers Lovely but Doesn't do much for me I'll I'll give you an exact Obstacle I, I read a piece yesterday On social media From the president Of civil service Strollers who doesn't want the Rangers and Celtic coach teams to go into the Lowland League because it will probably bar the progress of the clubs, the league below the Lowland League and stop them from coming up. So you have now a straightforward decision to make. Do you prioritise the cream of the next generation of Scottish football or do you prioritise the civil service rules of this world? And for me, it's not a debate. We should be prioritising the Rangers and Celtic youth. I agree with Roger, 100%. On a superficial level, it seems like an absolutely perfect idea. And Celtic and Rangers chip in £25,000 each. The Lowland League gets that £50,000 windfall to do with what they will. But whether it's the Lowland League, the Premier League or any other league, I'm afraid Mm. everyone acts out of self-interest. And therefore, Mr. Civil Service Strollers is acting on behalf of Civil Service Strollers. Uh, And that's the way it will go on. But from my perspective, I think it's a good idea. What will they learn? Well, it's up for debate. But I would have thought that could only enhance the Lowland League 
And if Celtic and Rangers think it's good for their players, that's their affair. If they're willing to pay £50,000 towards the idea, then I, I can see nothing wrong with it other than the self-interest of those who are in that Lowland League. Well, Fraser. Gordon, I, I think the, the Celtic Rangers thing is, is very important. I think the elephant in the room is that uh, it's just Celtic and Rangers. Yes. That's what's seen as it's to help the old firm. And that's the big thing here. There'll be a resistance because of that. If this was six or seven teams, if Harps and Aberdeen and Hamilton Ackies and St Myrna and Motherwell and all these teams who produce good players, if they were all up for this, then I think it'd be a different message. And I think the, the honest truth is, behind closed doors, it's, it's seen as there's the big two just throwing their weight around yeah. again. And, and that has to be put to one side, in my opinion. Um, I think we have to look at different things for, for Scottish football. I'd like to see uh, both the old firm playing more of the younger players. There's one or two beginning to break through. Celtic decent record in recent years. Rangers not so much so until Patterson's come in. But that could be something that, that might be helped by, by, by this. you know. And, and I, I just think that we have to start to look at something slightly different. And of course, with all the European Super League and everybody's up in their arms about sporting integrity, etc. You know, sporting integrity just goes out the window because Breakin didn't want to play in the playoffs. And now you have uh, it's seen as Rangers Celtic just throwing their teams into the Lowland League. But I think we have to look at what are their priorities for, for Scottish football. I, for one, would give it a go. Let's see how it goes. Mm. And it doesn't have to be forever. Let's see how it goes. I, I, as I say, I was part of that working group. I thought it was a really good idea. I almost have a, a fifth division in the SPFL, and it probably would have been. You know, where you get the top um, uh, Kelty Hearts this world, Bro Rangers this world, come into the fifth division. There's Colts teams, not just the, the, the big teams, Colts teams. Anybody could enter at that level, or even the one below. And then all of a sudden you get the, the some supporters going. And I know it might not be thousands, but maybe a few hundred. There was a bit of money being thrown into the clubs as well. But we're going to get a chance to, to have our players, our young lads, playing against men like Gordon DL and Alec Ray, Mark Wilkes, myself. Marshall may be a bit younger, but certainly I, I learned from playing with and against older players when I was 18, getting knocked about by Jimmy Bowen, playing beside Tom McAdam and Craig Patterson. That's how I learned my football. You know, That's how I learned to be a stronger, better player. And I think there's something in it here. Let's have a look and see if it works. Why, why not try it? What's the harm? If it doesn't work, fine, we can change it. Yeah, I'm going to put the football argument, if you like, to Hugh, um, to Alex and Mark and Gordon in, in the second. Let's deal with the, the political side of it first, Roger, because I get where you're coming from. We are looking at it from the outside and you're saying, let's prioritise the, the cream of the crop. But if this is going to be something which will have to be voted in by the clubs, which it will... How do you get around that? There are 40 other teams in the SPFL And that's before we've got to the Lowland League sides There are 40 other sides And I would, I would hazard a guess That rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly Out of those 40 clubs Every single one of those fan bases Will be under the impression That everything in Scottish football Is designed to help the old firm How would you convince them That this is not another example of that? Um, I don't think they all need to be convinced that that's not just another example of that. The ones who need convinced um, in the first instance are probably the Lowland League clubs and maybe the ones in this division before. Now, Rangers and Celtic don't just expect to stroll in. They are going to put up you know, a financial inducement, if that's the correct word, to get their place in that league and it, it just depends you know it, you say there's 42 clubs and, and they're all equal but some inevitably are more equal than others it's the same in any land in the world you know you go over to Spain and the Real Madrid B team the Barcelona B team the Atletico B team all play in the senior divisions there are limits and restrictions put on how far they can come through the divisions there are various other limits and restrictions on who they can pick when they can pick them etc etc but there is a realisation there that for the betterment of 
football in those countries for the betterment of the development of youth and ultimately for the benefit of the national team, Gordon, the, the bigger clubs and their youth development should be treated with a degree of importance and significance more than some of the other clubs way down the pyramid system, yeah. if you like. But, but they all get to vote the same, though. You said some are more equal than others, which I get where you're coming from, but they all carry the same vote. So how, how will the other 40 SPFL teams ever get to a stage where they think this is a good idea? I, I don't know. I don't know. There needs, there needs to be debate. There needs to be a degree of realism because if we continue the way we're going, then I really do worry about the opportunities, as I say to you, for the next Kieran Tierney, for the next Nathan Patterson. Not that they're not well coached, not that they've not been well developed so far, but if you're going to improve your development, and, and the boys in the studio will tell you this, these kids need to play football, Gordon. So if you're not going to let them into the Lowland League, how are you going to find a pathway for these lads to continue playing football? Alex, what have you made of this, again, from, from a footballing perspective yeah. and player development and so on? Yeah, well, listen, I think the, the guys have touched a lot of good points here, Gordon. I think the fact that they won't be playing any competitive football, but same for years, you know, when they were playing against their peers. You know, you come up against 18-year-olds, against 18-year-olds, I don't think you, you learn a lot. I've often spoken about my own development through... Well, and it's interesting listening to uh, Fraser Wishart there. He uh, identifies guys like Jimmy Bone, just smashed him. I had Drew Jarvie playing at Aberdeen when I was a kid, 16, and he leathered me. He got booked, and I thought to myself, welcome to the real world. I was all about nine stone wet through. So that aspect as well. So we need to get to a place, Gordon, where self-interest has to take a, a backward step. Now, I think the guys touch on as well about the old firm, because everybody looks and goes, there they go, using their weight again. If you threw into the mix some of the teams over recent years who have developed good kids, Hibs, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Rangers, Celtic, I think if you get them in against... And, and people are saying, what, what would the benefits be? I can guarantee one thing. If you're going in at lower level, they will learn a lot more with that than as opposed to getting in and playing against their peers who they've been playing against for years going through the system. So I think we have to be a broader mindset. And when you look at the B um, football in other countries, it's well regarded and it's well acknowledged that they get boys through that system. I'm talking about guys who want to win World Cups. So why, the, why are we balking at that idea? Mark, the... I think the question that, that Fraser posed was what will they benefit from this? You know, this is the Lowland League is on paper that that's below the level of League Two, if you like. But the standard of football, I wonder if it actually is. You know, we've got so many kind of big teams, ambitious teams in the Lowland League, and let's be honest, some teams that are struggling in, in the lower reaches of the SPFL. Is the Lowland League standard any worse than? In League 2 No I don't think it is I think you see that From the results And we will see it In the, the upcoming playoff At the bottom of the table But a lot of these players That play in the Lowland League Are players who have been Perhaps part of a club And let go for A n number of reasons And they, they enjoy their football Or Some players who are coming To the end of their career Like we see Paul Payton Who who went to Esco Bride And Chris Erskine And then been loaned back Up the league So there is still quality there but just the experience, I touched on it the other night, the match day experience, the real match day experience for young kids, I think, is lost now. You know, Alex says 18-year-olds playing against 18-year-olds. Uh, you know, a Celtic Rangers 18s team playing against a, a Dundee United 18s, of course, is a big difference because Celtic Rangers go out and pick the best kids. So it's hardly a test for them. But turning up at three o'clock on a Saturday with something to play for, some meaningful league title to challenge... Then I think that's the the all important thing that we've been missing 
for years with our younger players ever since the the actual reserve league was scrapped so I'd like to see it happen I think it would benefit our young players and I think the young mm. players would actually enjoy being part of it instead of always looking for the caveat which makes it impossible to do why don't we think along innovative lines and accept that for one season with Celtic and Rangers paying £25,000 each to take part in a trial mm-hmm. where's the harm for I'm one for, season I'm all for it Hugh I agree with the boys I think you've got to have a platform for the younger players I don't like this 18 year olds playing against 18 year olds the boys will tell you okay people will say well he's a old school he's played years ago but that's where you learn your trade you learn playing against experienced players you learn play, playing with better players you know that's your education Mark's right about the the Saturday match day whatever it may be uh, turning up there it's all about going and being competitive and you talk about standards there's no point putting the Colts into a standard that's not good they're not going to be educated I think the Lowland League is a good standard there's some good teams in there that are putting a lot of money into their clubs and buying a lot of good experienced players so I think it's a real good idea now this is the beauty of live radio I think we can make this happen right now as you know Roger Hanna is at Kelty Hearts against Brora Rangers you will also know Kelty Hearts do indeed play their football in the Lowland League and Roger I believe has now been joined by George Fraser who's the chairman of the Lowland League Roger, George can you hear us? Yep, all clear Thank Nice you one, Gordon. George thanks for joining us usually we've got you on the phone during the week so it's nice yeah. to have you out and about at a game um, the guys have just been debating George this potential idea where Rangers and Celtic Colt teams um, join your Lowland League Next season, give us a, a a brief rundown of that idea from from your perspective, if you can. Yeah, it'd be a, a one-year deal, uh, Gordon. Uh, both teams would come in uh, for one season only, uh, and then leave at the end end of next season. Uh, and obviously, there, there, there'll be some uh, commercial benefits for for the Lowland League, but it's it's a mutually beneficial agreement, I think. You know, for both parties. It allows uh, Rangers and Celtic uh, to get their young players out playing next season, where you know the, the opportunities otherwise would be limited. Uh, and for our point of view, the, the awareness uh, of the pyramid and the awareness of the Lone League would increase, uh, you know, fiftyfold. So I think you know both parties would certainly benefit out of the agreement. How do we balance this up, George? And I wonder if the timing is interesting, right? Because in the last couple of weeks, people have been talking about Super Leagues and British Leagues and all the rest of it. And a lot of the, the pushback on that is that teams shouldn't be invited to join other leagues and they shouldn't be able to walk into other leagues. They should have to, to win their place and the integrity of the pyramid, all that sort of thing. How how would you give assurances that, that none of that is being compromised? Yeah, it's only a one-year deal, Gordon. Uh, it's, it goes no further than that, you know. So we're not inviting them in for uh, in perpetuity, so to speak. Uh, also, you know, the teams that were thinking about going into the, the European Super League uh, already had leagues to play in, and they, were, they had games scheduled, etc., and fixtures. You know, these guys who would be coming in, 17 to 20 year olds, have literally nowhere to play next season. And we're offering them an opportunity to get out and about and play uh, in a in a competitive league, and you know prepare them for for going forward. How do you think it would benefit the 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 low the Lowland League? We've seen the Colt teams play in the Challenge Cup, for instance, the SPFL competition, 
And we used to always hear that it, you know, it would do great things for crowds and so on. And I'm not sure that really had that impact. I also appreciate we're in a difficult time at the moment where we can't even get crowds right now anyway. So it's a, maybe a difficult question. But do you think there would really be a significant benefit to the Lowland League clubs? I, th- I think so. I think so, Gordon. You know, the, the league is currently without a, a sponsor. Uh, so from that point of view, the awareness of the league and the, the ability to attract uh, commercial deals would certainly benefit us. Uh, so I think you know that that would be the main benefit to the league. If I'm being totally honest, uh, and in terms of the crowds, you know, I, I think you know clubs would be creative in the league. Uh, I think you know we would maybe look clubs would maybe look to move their games away from the days when the first teams are playing and try and attract uh, a crowd uh, maybe on a Friday night or, or, or a Sunday. So I think there's many benefits uh, for the clubs uh, commercially and financially. Yeah, and look, we we, sh- we shouldn't we should be honest about this. Let's everyone wants to look after their own commercial interests. I completely understand that. You you would also acknowledge, I'm sure, the George that cynics would then perhaps say, well, Celtic Rangers are, are big enough; they've got the resources, and they're essentially just buying their way into the Lowland League. And what does that say about the way that we usually view football in this country? Is that is that fair? I think you're always going to get cynics, and particularly where Celtic and Rangers are involved, uh, Gordon. You know, if we're all being honest, I think that that's the case. However, yeah, I take on board what what people are saying. Uh, you know, but ultimately, and again, I said this to you know on a podcast last night. There is a human aspect to this as well. You know, and that may may sound quite cheesy if you like so to speak but you know there's a human aspect we're talking about boys who are between 17 and 20 now if you take out the equation who they're playing for what they're attached to you know do we really want to see them sit out another year because you know really not played any football in the last year do we want to see uh, essentially kids or boys sitting out football want to see people playing football and ultimately that's what we should be looking at as well you know we, we need to take that into account I'll just finish with a couple of questions on, on how this might work then first of all what has to happen next for for this to happen for Rangers and Celtic Colt teams to play in the Lowland League next season what's the process looking like? OK so uh, both teams will have a meeting with the Lowland League members on Monday night uh, the proposal will be put formally to, to our members uh, the, the members will then have a chance to quiz uh, representatives from both clubs uh, we will then take an indicative vote to, to see you know, if, if we can take this forward the Lowland League would then need to prepare some rule changes uh, to go forward to our AGM on the 27th of May and from there uh, it would go to, to the SFA uh, board to ratify our rule changes and, and the sort of bit of resistance from the likes of civil service strollers issued a statement the other night. Are you confident that there is a consensus there amongst Lowland League clubs? I said I, I've, I've left the clubs to go on with it, Gordon. Uh, you know, I've not put pre- I've not phoned round to uh, canvas opinion because I think you know they need time to digest the proposal. They need time to make up their own minds on it without you know any any input from from myself or other board members. Uh, but I would like to think you know the clubs will give it a, a really fair hearing on Monday, and uh, you know if we get it get it passed in a democratic fashion, that we're fine. But whatever they decide, uh, it's a member's decision, and you know I'll, I'll we'll, we'll abide by what, whatever decision they come come up with. Yeah, and just finally, because I'll want to let you go and enjoy the game. Do we know the the details yet? What would the conditions be like? What sort of age limit, if you like, would be on? 
The Celtic and Rangers teams Would overage players be allowed in? Would they be allowed to chop and change their squad As the season goes on? Do we know any of that detail? Yeah, I mean The, the maximum age would be under 20 And I think there are There are uh, conditions in place Whereby uh, one under 21 player Can play in goals And I think there's one outfield player Under 21 allowed So there would be no one older than that So it wouldn't be a case of uh, Rangers or Celtic being able to drop down overage players to play them at random, you know, coming back from injury, etc. So it's all about developing uh, the youngsters. So the maximum age in, in reality it would be under 20s. Lovely, George. I'll let you go. I'll be honest, it sounds like an absolutely horrendous day for a game of football, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it nevertheless. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. Good Thanks. man. We appreciate George taking the time. That was Lowland League chairman George Fraser. Good insight that into what might lie ahead for the. Rangers and Celtic Colt teams in the Lowland League We are now seriously late for this break So let's take a breather and we'll go back around the grounds next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Fast approaching kickoff and the big playoff games down the divisions The team news is making its way in for that big Scottish Cup semi-final as well Let's go back to Starks Park Wraith Rovers against Dunfermline I'm just so delighted to be able to speak to you Fraser Because I've just had four minutes of whinging and moaning That there's not yet a stand named after him at Starks Park You can imagine which one of the pundits I'm talking about Yes well, his old He genuinely though as well he's, he's been deadly serious I think oh, Absolutely absolutely. There's, a, there's a sort of old stand over the far side That we named after him after the old player But his old strike partner Stevie Crawford Of course is the manager of Dunfermline and he was uh, at, at Wraith Rovers and was always he was always a bigger threat I thought when you were playing against Wraith Rovers if you could nullify <laughs> Stevie Crawford then there was nobody else that could be cause you any problems you know you knew you won the game at that point is, is that after I scored a hat trick or before I scored a hat trick <laughs> you identified that big and, fish hook out there does and, 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 and remember I used to turn up at your function and go away with a, a trophy and everything remember those days <laughs> You did Exactly You, did. Yeah, you won a yeah. few awards Exactly Have you ever mentioned it? Enough about him Back to back to today's game um, Weirdly the, You've got one of the I think the wor- Wraith with a pretty poor Home record actually This season Fraser um, And Dunfermline The worst away record In the league Apart from relegated Alloa I don't know if that Matters at all today Do you think The, the nervousness the, the caginess About what's at stake Will that come into it today? I, I think it will When you look back At the results earlier on the season There's a 2-2 draw it, uh, I think it was here in the league and there was a 5-1 win for Wraith Rovers and Dunfermline won 4-1 at East End Park as well so there's been goals in this game but uh, that's an amazing stat for, for Dunfermline to be so poor away from home you still get into the playoffs but there'll certainly be nerves there'll be nerves to my left I'm seeing a legend that is Jim Leishman sitting in the director's box Ross MacArthur who's the chairman there's one of the good guys and of course they were taken over by, by some, a German company um, I think probably this time last year uh, so they will always have grand plans but part of that will have to be getting into the premiership so there'll be nerves to my left Leash is wearing a very snazzy kind of lumberjack type hat that covers the ears so as he, he he knows it's very cold here but uh, I think there'll be nerves on the park as well the players know what's at stake they want to get their team into the, the, the premiership and they know how difficult it's going to be so I hope it doesn't affect them too much uh, I've seen Wraith a few times very impressed by them thought they'd been really good the way they knocked the ball around they, they won at Hearts 3-2 at Tynecastle but they were 3-0 up 
up before they, they just kind of legs went in the last 10 minutes. So they've got something here. And I've got a wee feeling that they might just win this game as well because Dunfermline, as you said, you know, a bit more pressure on a bigger club with the expectations of the supporters, expectations of the new owners. You know, they've invested money in the team. They've got a kind of team full of full of bigger names, arguably Dan Wraith Rovers. So a wee bit of pressure on these players. For me, I think this is going to be very, very tight. And I think it's going to be just by the odd goal, I think Wraith Rovers are going to sneak it. Roger Hannan, did you have teams? Do you have teams from Kelty against Brora? Yes, we do have teams for Kelty against Brora. The team sheet just been handed to me a moment ago. Kelty has a lot of names you will know from the SPFL. The team might not, the club itself might not have any history in the SPFL, but these players certainly do in goal. Darren Jimison, Dennis Jamie Stevenson, Paddy Boyle, Scott Hooper, Dougie Hill, Thomas Riley, Callum Higginbottom, Michael Tidsler, the captain. Nathan Austin, the top goal scorer, Dylan Easton, who of course scored the first goal in the first leg, that 2 0 win up in Broad on Tuesday night, and Ross Philp on the bench, it's Flynn, Rogers, McNabb, Russell, Reed, Scobie, and Donaldson. As for Broad and goal, Joe Marlon, who saved those two early penalties up in Broad on Tuesday night, then John Pickles, Alan McDonald, Colin Williamson, and Martin Nicholson, Dale Gillespie, Bjorn Wagenar, Martin McLean, and Greg Morrison. Andrew McCray and Alistair Sutherland on the bench Kelly, McDonald, Gamble, Stephen and Jordan McCray the goal hero of the Scottish Cup win against Hearts earlier on this season big ask though for Stephen McKay's men to overturn this 2-0 first leg deficit I think we still have to get the Wraith team from you Fraser if I'm not mistaken apologies yeah apologies I should have read out uh, the, the Wraith team there's one change for Wraith Rovers Kai Kennedy's out completely the young Rangers lad on loan talk about Colts teams development of players and he, he's a smashing young player and Dan Armstrong comes in on the wing they've got Jamie McDonald in goals Regan Tumulty Ian Davidson Kyle Benedictus and Kieran McDonald at the back in midfield they've got Dan Armstrong Ross Matthews Regan Hendry and Brad Spencer with Lewis Vaughan just off the main striker Jamie Gullen Robbie Thompson Fernandy Mendy Timmy Abraham Dylan Tate Nathan Cooney Gozi Ugu and Adam King are on the bench I'll just go through the, the film team quickly Fon Williams in goals Comrie Watson Murray and Edwards at the back across the middle Thomas Whitaker, Mayo and Henderson with O'Hara and Whiten as the strikers Gill McDonald McManus Gaspuitis Fraser Murray McEnroy and Banks are the subs and the ref is Greg Aiken Okay, it's all happening then in the playoffs down the divisions. We are going to give you the team news from Hamden, Dundee United against Hibs, and the three o'clock games kick off next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, all here, all in the studio, looking forward to a dramatic day. Of football, we don't have any top flight fixtures. The leagues are done. We've got Scottish Cup semis coming up. And lower league playoffs as well Hugh Keevans, you don't even need to run through them all Because I know there's a lot going on Have you got any any highlights you'd like to pick out As to what you're expecting this afternoon? Yeah, I mean um, If it was up to me I'd give the Wraith Rovers Dunfermline game To the King of Fife, Jim Leishman One of the truly great characters Associated with Scottish football But they couldn't score at home Against Wraith Rovers in the first match And I suspect that may be their undoing I suspect Wraith Rovers will get through that one Barry Ferguson Back in the SPFL as a manager 11 years after he won a Scottish Cup with Rangers I think that's what will happen with him And for Paul Hartley to get promotion In subsequent seasons Would be quite a thing on his managerial CV So I'm really looking forward to all of the action this afternoon And again, moment Mm. of pure and utter bias I hope that Jim Duffy keeps them button up Yeah, I mean, 
let's look at what can be decided today, Mark, rather than doing them all, because some of them are first legs. But Wraith Dunfermline, one of them is going to take on Dundee for the chance to take on the team at the bottom, the second bottom of the Premiership, and potentially get into our top flight. Who's it going to be? Um, my money would be on Wraith Rovers today. I've not seen too much of them, but does. Uh, wax is lyrical about the way they play I did see them in pre-season first hand And they looked oh good then But I, I mean anybody <laughs> looked good against us At that stage um, But Hugh's right Dunfermline failed to score at home I think Dunfermline looked comfortable For a stage in the season And then it all just collapsed mm. So I would have to fancy Wraith today And Kelty finishing the job? I would say so yeah uh, Listen that, that team line uh, That was read out yeah. by Roger Very strong You know a couple of well known Names in there So I can't see them slipping up you have to go Wraith I'm not even going to bother asking you Yeah I right, do okay. I do fancy Great. Wraith And Kelty to finish the job Kelty And I think Coven uh, Airdrie will draw I mean that's the first leg So it's fine We can deal with that but I'm giving you We can deal bit. with that down the line mm-hmm. Alex Ray Yeah the, I'm going to go for Wraith Rovers Gordon I watched them play Maybe about four or five weeks ago And they were absolutely outstanding Gordon The brand of football That they play up there Is very impressive as well They've got good personnel I think Kai Kennedy being out Maybe a little bit of a blow In the forward areas But I still think they'll have enough Okay, let's get up and running. Goal flashes with Top Scaffolding. For the top team in scaffolding, visit topscaffolding.co.uk. Design, quote, deliver. See what I'm working with in here, honestly, on a Saturday afternoon, Mark Wilson. You're about to do the teaser, right? You're about to do the first half teaser. DL has just been spotted Producer Callum Eagle-eyed Has just spotted him Looking at the answers <laughs> Oh no he's, and I, I, did, I, I couldn't see any of them And I looked up And he's doing that Proper side eye thing You know yeah. He's straining his eyes uh-huh. <laughs> To look down at the He's bit a paper. joke Imagine him at school He is uh... And I'll tell you what George Bowie Will be Getting bits and pieces Dusted off right now Montrose nil, Morton 1 Gary Oliver 5 minutes on the clock That's exactly the start You want Mark Because as you said Morton are the team that are filled with dread Montrose have got the opportunity They're the underdogs They've got the opportunity They're excited If you're Morton You're dreading what going down could mean That's the start you're looking for Of course And you're dreading going up there Because Montrose They've proved this season That they can beat the best Mm -hmm. sides uh, There so uh, A great start for them With Gary Oliver scoring after five minutes Yes absolutely That's the only goal that's gone in so far um, Right I think we will Let's do the teaser Gordon DL already knows the answer But let's see what you can <laughs> Quite easy today Let's see what you can come up with <laughs> The first half teaser With Sunday Scottish Sun <laughs> Free goals pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column DL is still squinting my way But I've turned the paper over away from his gaze now Since season 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup Or the Scottish League Cup final Since season 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup final Or the League Cup final Who are they? I like that question Get your answers into At Clyde SSB on Twitter We're looking for one tweet With all of the correct names on it And you need to do it quicker than everyone else So do not hang about Get your thinking caps on And send the tweet over please To At Clyde SSB I'm really looking forward to being able to Engage with you all again on a Saturday afternoon We had our social media blackout for a very good cause Last weekend And it showed the impact of not being able to do those types of things And have those discussions with you So we are back in action this weekend Get your answers to the teaser over At Clyde SSB Wraith Dunfermline on in the studio Has it settled down yet? 
No, it's uh, you know, it's not really any one taking the initiative. Gordon, you'll both are trying to play out for the back. With very little chances in front of goal so far. Opening five it's going to be an early afternoon. Uh, Absolutely, Alec, you know, you don't want to make a mistake mm. and give the opposite team a bit of encouragement. So uh, you expect five minutes. I wonder if the ten past train will go back to Edinburgh. That was my favourite one. The trouble is the cameras are facing away from the railway line. Fraser will let us know. Ah, right. Yeah. The train driver used to give me a wave, and I'd always have a wee bet that I'd score a goal before he come back. Now, to some people, these are the warm up to the big game in the Scottish Cup semi-finals this afternoon. It's supposed to be good weather at this stage of the competition. Hamden Park drenched in rain, but Andrew McLean is braving the elements to bring us the team news ahead of Dundee United against Hibs. Yeah, it's really not the day for it, but uh, a massive chance for both these teams to put their place in what will be the showpiece occasion later on this month. And you think, you know, what happens in this game and going on into the final really could shape the season for both these sides differently. For Dundee United, it's been very inconsistent for them. It's probably the best word to use about their season. And maybe the Scottish Cup is the thing that could turn their season from being a, an OK season into a brilliant season. If they could go on to win it, then it would be a huge, huge season for them. It's been all right back in the top flight. They've been OK, but they've had some OK spells. They've had some poor spells. So being able to go all the way in this competition would certainly change the way their fans will look at their season. As for Hibs, so they've had semi-final heartbreak twice already in the past year. So they'll know it's vital that they don't have that for a third time because they've already had questions asked about their mentality and how they handle these big occasions. They should finish third in the league this season, which is a good achievement. But if they can manage to get a cup win on top of that, Jack Ross and his players will be getting really high praise from everyone across Scottish football. As for the team news, well, it's unchanged for Dundee United coming into this one. It's Dennis Mehmet who starts in goal. The back four, Liam Smith, Mark Reynolds, Ryan Edwards and Jamie Robson. The midfield three, Ian Harks, Callum Butcher and Yando Fuchs with Nicky Clark, Lauren Shankland and Mark McNulty. The front three, the substitutes Doohan, Sporla, Pollitt, Chalmers, Apare, Davidson, Watson and Smith. As for Hibs, two changes for them coming into this one. Gogic and Wright drop out. Holberg and Nisbet come back in. So it's Matt Macy who starts in goal for them. The back four, Paul McGinn, Paul Paul Hanlon, Ryan Porteous and Josh Doig. Across the midfield, it's Martin Boyle, Melker Holberg, Joe Newell and Jackson Irvin with Christian Doig and Kevin Nisbet up top. The substitutes, Marciano, Gray, McGuinness, Wright, Stevenson, Murphy, McGregor and Laidlaw. What a game that's going to be. We're looking forward to it. We'll build up to it with the guys in the studio and go back to Andrew at various times throughout the afternoon. The first of the Scottish Cup semi-finals between Dundee United and Hibs. I want to apologise to Andrew McLean though because Gordon DL did not listen to a single Word of that And I, I cannot believe we are back here Seven days on A sense of deja vu sweeping across the studio Mark Wilson do you, <laughs> no! do you remember what happened last Saturday He came on here He bored us all to tears about how he was winning his, his medal at the golf right? <laughs> and we had great fun because he kept telling us all afternoon I'm still winning, I'm checking the leaderboard I'm hitting refresh I'm still winning the medal I'm still winning the medal And then at ten past four we got word that there had been flash flooding in Motherwell His golf course was shut And the competition cancelled Robbed of his victory Well guess what We're in the same position this afternoon He's winning oh, no. again yeah. He keeps oh, checking yeah. the leaderboard But Hugh do you know how to do, do you know any rain dances Because oh. it's miserable out there Can we get it shut again? Surely Well The team that stays together Should be supporting Gordon Dale Exactly Hugh I like that No chance 
No, no, certainly not I'm wanting the rain to come down I was delighted <laughs> when it, Well, it took him all but 30 seconds this time When I came in to the office this morning To tell me he was leading it And my first instinct was to glance outside And think, come on Come on, rain Surely Surely yeah, we can to, get him rained off two fair, weeks in a row To be fair, that was my opening gambit When he came in and says I'm the top of the leaderboard He showed me he was uh, 67 net And I'm thinking that's really yeah. impressive But going back to last week, Gordon You know, the the competition was cancelled Because it wasn't completed mm. I wonder if that'll ever catch on See, the other thing I didn't know what you're talking about What is a medal? It's just a, just a competition in the moment that I'm yeah. leading And I was leading last week And the thing that annoyed me about last week I didn't get my £3 back today And are ah. you still are you still leading? You've checked? Uh, yes. I'm still yeah. leading, yeah Right, it got me. It got me wondering though. I thought rather than making this all about Gordon the Elk, because my goodness, that's the way he likes it. Yeah. Let's see if we can have a bit of fun with this on Twitter. I want to know for you lot out there, what are your best worst achievements? Your unusual achievements. You know, Gordon the Elk is claimed to fame now. Forget 1994. His claim to fame is going to be leading the Saturday morning medal before it got called off at ten past four. Right, so I want to know if you got anything like that, you know, weird and wonderful achievements. Well, there was almost a mistake in the, the game, that's why these guys are panicking and interrupting me. Have you got any weird and wonderful, your best, worst achievements? I don't know, were you the second most handsome man at Butlins nineteen ninety four? Something along <laughs> those lines. I'm looking for the most weird and wonderful, ridiculous things you've ever won or achieved. Like I say, I guess you could call it your best worst Achievement. There must be some good ones out there. Mark Wilson, any that spring to mind for you? Uh, yeah, well, listen, I, I was lucky enough to play Gordon in, in some big competitions, um, you know, through my career Champions League, Europa League. Oh, here we go. You know, Scottish <laughs> Cup, League Cup, FA Cup. But one of my worst ones was I found my medals the other day because I was going, I was moving house uh, the other month, should I say, I was moving house, found them in the box, and I came across a medal. That was all rusty And uh, I rubbed away And I found out It was a Forfarshire Cup oh. Winner's medal For Dundee United uh, In 2005 I, I mean no No disrespect to the organisers Of that tournament But It was uh, Even the medal Looks dreadful And so you can imagine The competition So I think that's Up there with with okay. my worst best I one. don't mind that Because we've, we've got real time examples of this in Scottish football I was thinking about Inverness and Wraith Being the joint winners yes. of the Turnock's Caramel Wafer Cup I mean see You, you ain't telling the grandkids about that are you no, I was no. once a joint winner of the Turnock's Caramel Wafer Cup <laughs> So that's the type of thing I'm looking for From you Maybe you were I don't know the Egg and Spoon Race Primary 6 1974 I, Whatever it may be I came in here one day And somebody said to me Robert Pires is talking about you. And I said, Robert Pires, <laughs> French god of Arsenal in the highbury heyday of Arsene Wenger. Yeah, Robert Pires is talking about you. And on it came. And it was indeed Robert Pires. And he said, Hugh Kevins is a specky tube. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and that accent Yeah So that's your best Worst achievement <laughs> well, is, being, is being called A specky tube By Robert, by Robert Pires. Pires We've got Mark Wilson's Four for sure cup What you won The, the Bonkle Open Badminton Or was that one of your <laughs> yeah, lies yeah, No 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 That's true no, that's under, under 16 oh, yeah. That's not I true it, Well if you look on my Page in the Wikipedia It was someone just put that on there That was true Because I'd won it But I once got uh, Man of match For Wraith Rovers And won Q vouchers At £15 (laughs) 
Oh, that's decent. Actually, I quite <laughs> like the sound of that. I'm never out of that show. Knowing you as I do, you are the world's worst. You would have went 15 quid into the vending machine at the front door at B&Q. Yeah, you can't do DIY. No, exactly. And I never ever spent them. You can get a new coat. I never ever spent them. Why 15 pounds? I don't know. It was well. It was a long time ago. It was probably worth 20 now. That's led. That's led you on to mine. By the way, do you know what mine is? So when I left school, I worked in Next. Yeah, popular high yes. street yes. fashion mm-hmm. store yeah, in, yeah. in Hamilton, right? And once was given a five pounds, right? Talk about wow. no expense spared, a five pounds gift voucher for being the best dressed member of staff <laughs> in, the, in the in the menswear department for that for that quarter yeah. or whatever it was. Five pounds, even if you wanted a pair of socks, you still would have had to put money towards it. And by the way. We all wore the same uniform Because you could just choose From whatever was in the shop So I, I, I don't know I think my boss I was quite good mates with him It was some sort of sympathy ah. So there we go Five pound gift voucher Best nice job member of staff In so, next menswear yeah, Lovely suits you Well you Alec <laughs> uh, well, Listen Just off the top of my head I used to play in an annual uh, Golf day At the Squirrel Bar Bistro Down the Barrows Oh yeah And uh, you know what Hugh It was a bit of a Yes tasty A dive um, And uh, I won <laughs> the wooden spoon Absolutely stone last out About 20 geezers And they give you The big presentation The spoon You got the proper Wooden spoon It's about two foot long Big wooden uh, spoon Which was brilliant I'll tell you what I think I found The worst of the lot Right so Hugh If yours wasn't Particularly good It was being called A specky tube By Robert Perez Andrew McLean's is That he did that interview Oh (laughs) So he asked Robert Perez (laughs) He got got the specky tube uh, Comment from you So there we go Right I'm sure We'll have have good fun Acker We'll have good fun on the, the Twitter with that one So at Clyde SSB uh, Here's a good one already from RJ Demon My mate Mick Who he says I, I apparently met on Oh yeah and a, and a man on Inverclyde podcast He says My mate Mick came second to Chris Templeman In a who's got the funniest run in Greenock competition Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take some beating It's only 17 minutes past three Second place in the funniest run in Greenock competition Yep God and we, we do I'm you not get that Hamilton racing as well Where you got all the mascots uh, You know they're all taking a heater after about 50 years that does yeah, that was I've a good seen yeah I've seen that the mascot Darby yeah, Lewis says Mark Wilson won Bombay Dreams best dressed guest <laughs> <laughs> the old Haley Hansen oh, came that. in handy there I tell you what I was. I did go to an event one time uh, an event I was a, I was asked to go to Kelvin Grove uh, Hall remember when they played six asides and that there yes. at a wee tournament I had to just hand out the medals and that and the guy at the end came up and says, There you go, take this, thanks very much for coming. It was a box of wagon wheels <laughs> for some reason. A big, massive box of wagon wheels. <laughs> and there's me walking at Kel- Kelvin Grove Hall. Uh, a good biscuit, to be fair. Ah, and don't worry, we're not that desperate for content on the show yet that we're going to ask you for your favourite chocolate biscuit. I don't think we need to go down, we'd go down that route. We'll have enough fun with this one. And by the way, Twitter never disappoints on these. Um, Murray says on the golf theme as a junior I won the Garvey Trophy at Bears Den I had a, ha- I had a handicap of 30 odd and believe it or not I eagled the first hole to give me a hole in zero I got lots of, lots of points because it was a stable for the- I shot over 100 and still won the one oh, God. dear me mm. very handicap just put your golf clubs yourself, in the bin a bandit, eh? no I'm a two weeks in a bounce you fit nets shambles Alexander won the primary five drafts champion Says Alexander He's not letting it go He's probably still got the Good. trophy Yeah that's alright On the mantelpiece Gary Folds He's like you Alex as well He was won the wooden spoon at the goal Four in a row No that's not oh, ideal Oh lovely That's not ideal at all We can't be having that um, 
Spike won the best clown at Haggerston Castle Kids Club 1987. <laughs> 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 Has he got any pictures? I'd love to know what made him best clown better than the rest. The clown rivals. I don't know. It's got to be the outfit, surely. I'd need to find out a bit more. Uh, about that Producer Callum's getting in on it as well He came Oh come on He came sixth in a cross country race In primary six And Liz McColgan's daughter won it She's now an Olympian He says oh. well done Great Congratulations The Callum in there? Yes, yes. Callum? Oh, He's a runner Did you not know that? No he, he is he, a runner yeah. He certainly doesn't look like a runner to me th- Of course he does No no Tall and slim No We, we, we played in a, a charity game Look he's big Yeah but we played in a charity game <laughs> believe, believe me He's a runner Hold on <laughs> So, because he's got a big stupid face, he can't be a runner. Right, he's okay. breaking through the glass. Thing. How many marathons have you run, producer Callum? Three. That's not bad. Yeah. I see. Mm. Wow. Oh, but you can see he's a runner, Gordon. Yeah, when we play in a charity match, he just runs about all he's the place. Just don't give him this fear. He's sitting. In, he's sitting in your head to tone lycra. Of course, he looks like a runner. <laughs> anyway, right back to the football. Anything happening? Race done. Fernland seventeen and a half. Gone. Yeah, we have chance uh, from the Fernland hand at the back post, but it's covered well by the the Rafe fullback. Dunfermline's been the better side so yeah. far. You've got to see. Yep, them all over them. Aye, and McDonald and the race goal making a, a couple of decent oh, stops. What about, his, what about his howler? Oh well, well uh, that wasn't a decent stop. That was almost a howler, but he he's hit one out. or two after. Yeah, they all count. That's what the goalkeepers there for. <laughs> very the goalkeeper hard on, coach. You're hard on the goalkeepers. I've noticed that. Um, but I think the only meaningful goal we've had in our part of the world was that goal for Morton. Montrose nil, Morton won. So a bit of a sigh of relief for Gus McPherson's side. Obviously, a long way to go. But well, I mean, the these idea, are nervy affairs, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the idea of relegation for Morton. You know, they're a club that's yeah. a kind of hand to mouth existence at the minute, uh, and to, to drop down another division. Uh, would really not be advisable and you know Gus Gus used to be on this programme in between managerial jobs and he's a lovely fellow Gus and he was a terrific St Mirren manager now he's at their biggest rivals uh, but he's a terrific start through Gary Oliver and I wish him well See, when, you're play, when you're playing it's not as bad as uh, being a manager Hugh I yeah. remember going to Firhill packed Firhill yeah. about 13 15,000 End of last game of the season. What was the stakes stats for that? If, uh, whoever lost get relegated. It was Oof. our first year. We'd won the first division, obviously through my leadership. Come and up in the relegation. Come yeah. up in the championship. We just had to say right for the first season. <laughs> stay in the championship. Massive bonus for it. Um, stay in the championship, and then we'll build from there. Finish second the following year, um, and we played party thistle. And I'm not kidding you on. I've <laughs> never been so nervous. If we won. Then we stayed up. Yeah. Partick won, they stayed up. Whoever lost, down. And we beat Partick 3-1. Tactical yeah. genius, I was that day. You got a £15 voucher out of being q for the staying up? It was Mr Barr. I got a new house built for me. Now, I noticed... One of, um, one of the wives now living it. Neil Lennon <laughs> is on Sky Sports News, Mark Wilson. He's covering yeah. one of the games down there. He's keeping an eye on it. In what looks suspiciously like a Celtic suit. It looks a little bit like his Celtic <laughs> club suit and tie. Very smart, I'm yeah. sure it's not, but it looks kind of like it. Little gold pocket handkerchief there, poking out the top. Yeah, he's he's obviously enjoying his, his time out and doing a bit of... Punditry. Media work, punditry, yeah. Yeah, he done it last night as well for the Leicester game, Gordon. He was uh, in, the, in the studio doing that for his team. They obviously lost 4 2 last night to Newcastle. Big result. That's all well and good, but Davy won the Stars in Your Eyes Championship at the Queensyburn Hall, Colsyth, as Liam Gallagher. Stuff of Liam. What song did he sing? Davy, what song? Well, he must have. What song did they, he They all do Wonderwall, don't they? You can just imagine that. He's got the, the, the hands behind the back. 
the park it on, leaning forward into the mic. Big friends, big friends of mine, the brothers. Oh, behave! Stop this! I'm no, not. I, I this, did get stop to know trying them. to make everything we about, name about as well. Your yeah. Man City. No, no, no. Days. I met them a few times at the games and stuff like that. They were fantastic lads. RC says I won mini Mister while on holiday in Tenerife in 1996. It was a competition between the wee guys aged eight to ten. The final round <laughs> was you had to kiss as many people in the crowd as possible, and this random guy lifted me round. I kissed everyone and won. I still have the certificate. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't get away with that oh, nowadays, no. would you? Oh, no. <laughs> I, think to, I think we'd have to call that one off. I must admit. Uh, right, any more goals going in? Because look, don't blame me for this. See if you're thinking, why are you not giving us the updates of the go- no I, goals? I, I can't probably. update you on goals that aren't going in. So if the teams don't deliver, we're going to keep talking about Mister Mister at Tenerife nineteen ninety six or whatever it was. Surprise, Kelty, because you would think with the confidence two 0 at home. Um, you know they're a good side, Kelty. How you approach it, does it? How you approach it? Just, oh, go just for going for yeah, go and finish a game off. Um, I'm sure they'll be very confident. You heard Roger when they read out the teams. They've got real experienced yeah, players yeah. there, even on the on the bench, Alex. So because the other side of the coin is Brora score one. It's all back in the melting pot, and mm. Brora, of course, will always be remembered this season jam tarts. for beating the Jam Tarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the worst result in Hearts history. I'll put you out of your misery It was Wonderwall That Davey signed oh, Obviously oh, Shogun knows his stuff Can't be yeah. that you got to go for one of the yeah. One of the outsiders Not eh? having that Yeah That's the only one I know But I suppose he's going for the He's <laughs> thought you knew the brothers well <laughs> Crowd please <laughs> Let's him sing I didn't say Come round to the house And we'll get a party Well those rumble down there There's a lot I like about this one From a tweet There's a lot going on here Because the Twitter account Is quite simply named Rangers Nothing else Just Rangers um, I like the award and I like the explanation that follows. Ranger says, My school went on a holiday type trip thing and I came first at fitting through tight spaces. Wait for it. It was like a challenge type thing to fit through tight spaces. Yeah, I got it. I got the gist of it from the title. We didn't really need the explanation, but there, yeah, it's, so. not, it's not much talent in that, is there? <laughs> fitting through tight spaces. He's obviously a big guy. Well, I wouldn't. He's obviously worked in that hard work through the, so through the years, fitting through things. A, a trainee school for burglars. I'm going to need. <laughs> get your apprentice, apprentice Shannon Dennison. Yeah. Yeah. Might yeah. need your help here. Bobby Pollock says in 1985 he was the winner of Mr. B- Bennett's. A nightclub in Corfu Anyone aware of this? No, is that, is that a well-known thing? I don't know He says It was up against guys From London, Manchester, Rome Down to my M&S Turquoise briefs In the final round Which clinched the title I'm still embarrassed To admit it After 36 years Not too embarrassed That he doesn't mm. want it shared Correct. On the radio right enough yes. But there we go. Any competition that, that needs you to get Down to your boxers Before you win it Is uh, Dodgy Ah, uh, questionable I was in Benidominos 15 and a half with the white denims the first night and uh, the, the DJ, white yeah the white denims uh, the Levi's and uh, the, the DJ says right on the dance floor and it's upside your head in the line ooh and you're going back and forth and the best one it could do the moves <laughs> right. did you win Alex? I won it but by the way I got up in the white denims and I black hold on a minute where was this when we were looking for your, no, your it's achievements? no when you were talking about the dancing oh. upside your head I said the white denims surely there's the white photographic Levi's. evidence of that you don't want to see them after the dance while it was about shampoos <laughs> oh dear White denims Dennis in the 80s did we, oh, no, was that no, okay? No, the the right, okay. rage I oh, everybody have. was wearing them Okay, 24 minutes gone between Wraith and Dunfermline Goalless there Goalless everywhere really Brora Is it Kelty or Brora who are the better side? For Brora are the better sides They're Ooh. trying to come back into it Hugh, let's do a reminder of your teaser please okay. we'll, we'll maybe do some wrong answers at this stage 
Alright Since season 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup Or the Scottish League Cup final Who are they? Since season uh, 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup final Or the Scottish League Cup final Name them Okay uh, Champions has gone KT Presumably Kieran Tierney no, he wasn't And Danny off. Wilson And then he's replied saying ah, I should really just look at the answers first Before commenting So yep That's fine um, Tez has also um, Oh I've just given away one of them haven't I uh-huh. My apologies Sorry. <laughs> I really should have looked at the list um, A lot of people are getting like one or two But you, you, you need to try and, and obviously get them all I'm not seeing That's too many Like wildly bad Answers, I must admit. So good on you. Keep there's them coming one, there's, in. There's one player I have to confess. Never there's heard one of. player here. I've never heard of. Him. Well, do you know the good thing about this is, I, I'm ashamed to admit I'm on your wavelength here because I know which one it is, uh-huh. and I'm well aware of who he is. And he's, he's a great forgotten figure in Scottish football. Oh. A great story surrounding this guy. Right, and well, we will deal with it later at on. Half time when yeah. we do the answers. Uh, so keep your questions coming in. Repeat it one more for. The hard of hearing like myself Since uh, season 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup final Or the Scottish League Cup final Name them Name them um, <laughs> Scott Ooh we do have one of these Ooh. In one of our featured matches Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs And it's Game on Kelty nil Told Brora won Morrison you. with the opener for Brora They looked Dead and buried after the first leg But they have taken the lead And now things change Yeah I've done you I said to you It changes the whole complexion If you're If you're loose You know you, You've gone to Brora You've won 2-0 And I think subconsciously Players think That's it Job, Job done. done Yeah it's now trying to get back up to speed Yeah Because uh, you're in a real competition now. I mean Barry Ferguson You know the, the illustrious career that he's had He doesn't want this on his record He doesn't want the Brora comeback And the failure To make the SPFL So he'll be giving them what for <laughs> And Big Bob Malcolm will be right behind them I like uh, Scotty's gone in now. You don't mind it. He's gone in two-footed on you To be honest Bring it Which on. is fine He says He's called you big for a start Don't big know Alex. where he's going with that He says Big Baldy Alex Big Baldy Alex Is surely due an award For looking the most like A roll-on deodorant <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? <laughs> Scotty Get him involved in five a size When he picks off <laughs> I've, I've, I've got uh, one for Davy Farrell. He won. He once won the second pl- uh, second place of being the best looking SPLFL player runner uh, by the uh, run by the readers of the Big Issue, and unfortunately, it was McCoyst won it. Oh. And he was second. He was second. I class. have seen Farrell. No chance. Listen, the Big Issue. Uh, Seriously, that, lot that, of, uh, that's that's a sense. good claim to fame. I'm not surprised McCoyst won it, and he'd have been a, a favourite back in those days, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. You're, oh, I favourite. Yep. Remember I said that it was game on in that playoff Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Kelty have just equalised Kelty oh. won Brora won 3-1 to Kelty mm. Over the piece And it's Nathan Austin He scored in the first leg Missed a penalty And the, No no he missed the penalty didn't he Yeah, yes, yeah. And it was, nine minutes. yes He missed the penalty My apologies Do I change your mind now Hugh? No 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 I think We're level anyway Kelty won ball. As I said to you It would be like a cattle prod to uh, Barry Ferguson and Bob Malcolm They'd be up right away Threatening all sorts And they've, they've taken the hint The Kelty players oh. Good chance for them Fairman well saved Jamie McDonald. Mm. 
Yeah, it was a lovely uh, run down the left-hand side on his left foot. And you have to say, McDonald's out very sharply. Narrows the angle, Gordon. Uses all his experience. Gets to the ball quickly. Makes himself big. It was a good, was a good save, but I'd be disappointed not to put that away. What would you have done there, Dazzle? I would have, have put it in the back of your net, mate. That's he, where the nets are there for. Did, did he try to dink the keeper? I'm, no, I'm not sure. I think the keeper just gave it quickly. Uh, to be fair, credit to the goalkeeper. I don't particularly, I'm not fans of goalkeepers, but I think the striker's got to do better. It's Especially, a brilliant save. I think no, Whiting does oh. try to dink it. It's a brilliant save. Give him credit. He gets out very quickly. Yeah, he's out quite. I'm not saying that, Mark, but come on, it's not a brilliant save. Well, he kept it for going in the net. That's why. Goalkeepers get paid. They're supposed to save it, but I'm You're going, going to get paid the big bucks. When I'm you? going to save from a, a a forward, and especially in a game as as important as this one, you've got to you take fancy the your chances. chances yeah. Oh, Alec, what do we think's winning so far? I actually quite like David Farrell's second place best looking footballer in the big issue. I quite like that. I, I like the burglar school. You got Fit, fitting through this, the best fitting through tight spaces. What a workman um, in that one. The one, the stars in your eyes and scythe is quite good. I can't because mm-hmm. no disrespect. I can't imagine it was a a hotly contested competition. Um, oh, do you know what? Everybody's been so good at these. AJ Johnson's had a nightmare, right? There's one thing embarrassing yourself, <laughs> but see when you start embarrassing the family as well. Oh no! So AJ's on right, and he says that he won his primary six class race back in the day, and he tried to to live off it for years and reenact it at his the dad's race at the daughter's nursery. Oh. He's dipped too soon before the line. Oh no, he fell. He's tumbled like a boulder <laughs> and cracked his ribs. And he finished second And what's worse He says they caught it on camera And he's actually sent me this picture Right And you can see him Look He's gone His head is, is forward He's in the guy in the orange And he's gone He's on his way down I've got a better I've got a better Have you done the old dad's race? Done the dad's race And, and you've got the beanbag And you're hopping To the line got, Right No no, yeah. no, the, the, the uh, no, race. no no The beanbag in between the knee Gordon And you're hopping Right Jeez. With the hang me And I'm looking to see there And I'm thinking Just focus forward I went to have a wee look Took a heater Done a forward row, and when I got up, the guy beat me in the line. I finished second. But let's see this: my, my daughter's walking around about half an hour later and went, "Dad, did you see that?" Because they have the main stand at the high school, and he says, "Did you see the ball guy falling?" <laughs> it <was me>. my, <laughs> boy, it looks like a deodorant. My, uh, my youngest, the roll on. My youngest daughter wouldn't let me take her to school. I could never do dad things at school. So, oh, would you know, Dave? Sure, would you know, said it's like Willie Nelson taking you to school. That <laughs> 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 the moustache days. Oh, I, I, and the the, the, the grey hair and all the rest, but it's like Willie Nelson. I bet she's <clears> proud of you now. You've got to have a go on these things. Oh, the mums mums and dads races at these sports days are oh, the, the comical cheating, to watch. See dads, see the cheating that goes on Willow at these these you actually get them uh, holding the beanbag and running. It's <laughs> good to know that you don't hold a grudge though. Yeah, or don't worry like about that. it. I'm waiting for next year when it comes back on. <laughs> uh, right, it's all coming to life at New Central Park. Kelty one, Brora one. So Kelty very much with the advantage over the piece of three one advantage there. Um, Wraith nil, Dunfermline nil. Our feature matches: Cove nil, Airdrie nil. We're looking ahead to Dundee United Hibs, and in the other big games, the only one is Montrose nil, Morton one. I wonder if that is just as a result of. Just the nerves, the caginess. I know it's a wild yeah. day out there for football as well, but you just don't want to give. Don't want to give, give anything away, God. Nah, because of the stakes, everything goes into this game. You know the big stakes, and um, I have to say, I actually expected Rafe Rose to do a little bit better than what they've yeah. actually done so far. Well, that kind of goes to the pars. Um, you know, Stevie Crawford's made a couple of changes there, and they look not bad. They've had the best chance, um, but I think Rafe, they will start to. 
dominate this game for me because they're a real good football inside. There's a terrific ball in. Just too much on it. Yeah. It's yeah. a funny thing the way football can treat you sometimes. When I was a kid, the Fenland were a big, Massive, big yeah. club. European football, mm-hmm. cup finals were a, a regular occurrence. Uh, many years later, life's good not as so kind Good to potential you. there, Hugh. Eh? You know, oh, the yeah. catchment area, if they started to do well, get the top half of the Premiership, very good, good I've played in a, a right few of these derbies, Alec, and they were packed houses. Home and away. You know, the fans, it was it was a great derby to play, and I've got to say. But good potential there, does eh? You know, you look at, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would get good crowds if they if they got their act to into gear. Um, I, I cannot believe what I'm reading on here. It's some of the, some of the lives that people are living out there. Um, I ju- how do these things exist? Sasa says that he won the 1996 Blackpool Guess the Weight competition at one of the typical Blackpool shows. Some poor woman gets roped onto the stage <laughs> oh and they, God, they invite three kids to guess her weight oh. without going over. Oh. Without going over. Wow! Oh, oh, that's cruel! What a brave uh, woman! Uh, uh, mm. I mean, mm. the nineties, different, different days, different era. Um, lots of people winning these mini prince type competitions at Butlins Greenock Ranger, nineteen eighty. In lightened times, I was able to choose my own mini princess, and I was absolutely devastated when my parents made me choose my wee sister. Oh dear, says <laughs> Greenock Ranger. Honestly, you lot have lived some very interesting lives out there. Jamie McFarlane's dad won a handwriting competition at school in 1968, <laughs> but he had to write his name on the certificate with a typewriter. And he's oh. even sent me the certificate all the way back from the 60s. It's, it's, you know the thing is, Gordon, you've actually brought up, I bet there's people out there at the moment recalling things that happened 30 years ago. Oh. Uh, when, when I was in the boys' brigade. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? The march. The, the only you, you had to march yep. and if you didn't turn up for the marching and all the discipline side of things oh, yeah. you didn't play on the Saturday and the guy who Mr Mac said to me I'm putting you in for the Bible reading <laughs> uh, competition as well nothing <laughs> this, this is a recipe for disaster no, no, no offence right <laughs> no, 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 you, you just strike me as a fairly <laughs> unlikely candidate can I just tell you something I think he was trying to, he was, anyway I was dying to death I learned for months and I got the silver <laughs> silver prize Silver I was price. sitting down But I was, I was delighted Because you know, you know I'm so glad we did point. this Right Because we started Well it wasn't your reading ability I was questioning here It was more your Religious beliefs But we'll, we'll let that We'll let that slide for now The um, You started off by saying Yeah I won the wooden spoon at golf And you've come up with a few crackers yet And that, that's your, You're saved at best to last You won a silver for Bible reading Bible reading <laughs> yes we, we actually went into the town And I know that, that all, the, be beat. All, all the different people From uh, the different That was in the 183 uh, boys Brigade <laughs> And he came from all over And, and I, I came runners up You got a favourite Bible passage You'd like to share with, with us Or we just leave it Leave it for next time You see I am no, so old it. I'm in the Bible <laughs> Oh dear It's brilliant Honestly it's, it's, it's a brilliant topic Because of so many people Reminiscing about Kind of dressing up And doing things That they would normally never do Well funnily enough right, the whole, One of the reasons Because we've taken A few pieces of inspiration For this We're talking about Wraith and Inverness Sharing the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup We're talking about The kind of Weirdest things You've ever won Or, or achieved And also The reason we mention it Is because Gordon DL For the second week in a row oh, Is on. leading the, the medal at the golf Just check your Check your leaderboard yeah, for us Yeah 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 Hold on um, Let's see Because last week It got rained off And we're desperate For it to happen to him again Still winning? I don't know yet, mate. Hurry up. Oh, don't don't keep me waiting. The internet in here is not very good. The what? You just take your time, though. We'll we'll just yeah, suspend the show until such times as you can. Oh, look, Alec. 
Is it a comfortable lead, Alex? Oh, is he... hands and heels. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, he nearly caught me. A few strokes. How many strokes are in it? Any danger? One's in me a 68, Gordon. But not good enough. Right, OK. So still going well. That's fine. Put the phone away because you don't want you looking at it all day. I'll tell you when you're allowed. OK. Adam Scott <laughs> won the best... <laughs> Come on, seriously The best magician's assistant At 1994 Berwick-upon-Tweed Caravan Park Did you get a watch? <laughs> I've been there I've been to Caravan Park Did, did he win it in Spain? <laughs> <laughs> Came on away from Magalhaes <laughs> With a Roy Keane watch Stolen from Mark Wilson uh, Honestly Some of the nonsense Some of the nonsense you keep A good save there from the 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 Wraith uh, Sorry Dunfermline goalkeeper From distance The fullback Marodi forward Pile driver Tipped it round the post Yeah McDonald there But at the other end Alex To see Benedictus Almost scoring an own goal Ball across the face there And he he slashes it It comes off his knee And almost beats McDonald Just goes over the bar This game's actually Livened up a bit The first opening stages It was all Dunfermline But Wraith just creeping into it now it does look very windy I think we're getting that At all the fixtures The good thing about Wraith It's a, a fairly modern Artificial surface isn't it I think Judging by What you hear It's one of the better ones To yeah, play on I think it's very good Gordon Very good indeed And I'll tell you where Wraith will have advantage And I know there's no fans But Mark will verify this Because he talks about it All the time Second half Hitting into that end Hand down the hill Yeah Why did I talk about You huh? Dundee United I've only ever played there Dundee United Oh Dundee United yeah. I, That's because it's a big hill well there's a sort of hill there I think One last shout for the question Hugh And we'll round it off in three or four minutes Since season 2009-2010 Eight players have been sent off In either the Scottish Cup final Or the Scottish League Cup final Who are they? Okay get your answers Do you know what most people are getting this Either they're getting them all right Or they're giving me just a few correct names I'm not seeing many mistakes So good on you Are they getting the really hard one? Yes I don't even know that And I've seen the answers <laughs> a, a few of them are um, I'm looking forward to discussing this guy I was a big fan of his contribution Right To Scottish football We didn't get the pleasure of his company for long It's interesting that all the houses overlooking Starks Park Who can actually see the game for free And there's nobody there Not a window open Alec When I played there the blinds were closed Too cold that's a good point Especially nowadays You can't get out and about To the game You think you'd be taking yeah. Every every opportunity see, see when they like Say when we played there in Rangers and Celtic They were actually up on the roofs And everything It was incredible When you came so, back When no. we what What did you say sorry? When I played there And we played Rangers and Celtic People throwing us oh, right, right, right. Actually, actually people Sitting on the roof Alec. It was incredible The, the lines who go To watch me play <laughs> Probably the opposition If that was that the only was, Yeah, was yeah the only. okay it was But God damn Living in this world Kev IN won a long drive At Celtic's Charity Foundation Golf Day Drive for show he says He's got a picture of him And Stan Petrov To mark the occasion Oh my word There is that. This is it This has ruined my afternoon Chris Ferguson 1980 at the Wee Rangers Club Rangers Boys Club Player of the Year Presented by Gordon DL And he's attached no. to picture No Let's see it Oh, that's no me. <laughs> that is you. That is definitely you. I'd recognise that nose Wait, anyway. Let's see that. <laughs> that's no, that isn't me, is it? That's you, all right. Of course, it is. Where is this? The Wee Rangers Club. He says it was 1980. You presented the Rangers Boys Club Player of the Year to him, to Chris Ferguson. <laughs> Think how disappointed the kids were. We've got a player, a Rangers player, come to present, <laughs> and Mox Gordiel. Who's that? Who's that guy with a big nose? Hey, you, Wilson. Shut it. 
Gordon, you, you know that uh, I have a friend who is an AstroTurf business and he says uh, if you're doing an AstroTurf you have to level the pitch out for it so, so the snow's gone oh, gutted nightmare the famous I, I, slope if you not learn, I just make half of this up anyway there's no a hill there I know there's no a hill there just, well, yeah. but you're shooting down the way if you know what I mean <laughs> to, the towards the Tam the Bam I was on holiday in the hotel San Miguel, hopefully I've pronounced that properly <clears throat> And I entered Mr San Miguel. My wife was a judge <laughs> But I finished second place Oh dear <laughs> wonder who she picked in his place Do you know, I don't know if the boys ever done this And it was the worst thing Hugh, you might have uh, Obviously you and I are celebs But you always get invited to go and judge a singing competition That was <laughs> Seriously? Uh, yeah Where? And the, seeing the ex-services club Motherwell What would you know about singing? That's what I mean, nothing I just used to pick Hold on a minute How many times have you been asked To be a judge In a singing competition? Quite, uh, quite often No way I was big news in the local pub For a karaoke? No it was a Sort of a, a Like an old uh, Workman's yeah, like ABC club type thing Club yeah And they would have Singing competitions Singers from all over And you would be the judge And I'd be one of the I'd well, be the judge There's yeah. only one career progression For the Dazzler now I can see your voice yeah, he he loves that show as well He, loves it. Oh, yeah. he absolutely yeah. loves it Simon Cowell before that was a thing With the trousers pulled right up How's about this? This guy I'm, I'm just more reading this one out It's not ridiculous or anything But this guy deserves a mention Two years ago I finished second last In the school dad's race But a few weeks later I got a Scottish Athletics male veteran gold medal For a 53 mile trail ultra marathon Oh wow So so he was clearly He was taking it slow at the dad race He was saving himself That's incredible Yeah 53 miles It's a long way That is brilliant Alright just before we move on We might even keep this going in the second half Because it's been very popular Um, But the reason that we brought it up Was obviously the old um, The the fact that the Turnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup was shared by Inverness Wraith and this rubbish about Gordon Biel and the, the golf leading his golf medal so we we thought we would throw out there what's your weird, wonderful your best, worst achievement one last check of the first half are you winning the oh, my battery's going down you must be no one's going to have caught you in the last five minutes yeah they? they could just my luck probably Lee Westwood's up visiting. Is it still thirty pounds to the winner, Dazzler? Oh, I'm hoping it's more than that. Half time for Morton. They're still one nil in yeah. front at Montrose, and it's half time. Forget that, Hugh. I'm still winning the golf. Are you still winning? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure just, Gus McPherson will win? value that higher <laughs> than Morton's one nil lead. No, no. I think I think we need to. Oh my goodness! Well, somebody's beat me. Check check your emails. No. Oh, been cancelled. No. Please check tell me it's been cancelled. Oh no Oh no It's been cancelled again No 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 no. Oh God No 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 Well I get the same emails as he does So I saw it Killing off I'm to a better guy Oh my God Null and void Null and void I'll never catch on Five uh, 25 to 4 On Saturday afternoon Rain that's magnificent. Oh my god! That's, look. That's, I'm not again, that. made my made my weekend. It's miserable. It's chucking it down. It's chucking it down. No, believe me. That's another. That's another cut to his handicap as well. Brilliant. Lovely. Right, phone away. Need to back focus. Put that in your pocket. Eyes on the price. Need your game face back on because we've got important stuff to do. <laughs> Hugh Kevens, give us the answers to <laughs> this, please. 
The first half teaser with Sunday's Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province, Frank and Fearless Column. Since season 2009-2010, eight players have been sent off in either the Scottish Cup final or the Scottish League Cup final. They are Danny Wilson, Kevin Thompson, Emilio Izaguiri, Sean Dillon, Cedric Kipre, Jeremy Frimpong, Carol Tremarco and Pa Kujabi. Who is Pa Kujabi? I'll tell you about him in a minute But let me just tell you the winners Third place was Mikey Well done to you Mikey Second place was Sideshow Bob And first place James Riley Well done to you James Pa Kujabi Do you not remember him? He came over here He signed for Hibs And I believe Roger will know this Because he's a a newspaper man The the sort of headline Or or he was described as Free kicks was it? the Gam the Gambian I think I think he's from G- the Gambian Roberto Carlos right uh-huh. I mean seriously talking about things that you've won the Gambian Roberto Carlos that's up there I was at and you can look this up on YouTube it is brilliant I was at the game at Easter Road I was working for this show the Gambian Roberto Carlos is playing and I'm thinking this is great can't wait to see this guy then it happens free kick 40 yards out he places it down he, he takes 20 steps back the way Right The exact same And he did the You know the wee shuffle run up Some fast yes, feet yes. Before he sprinted Towards the ball And then hit The worst free kick You he, he just, Did he reach the ball? He, he, he doesn't get it off the ground He just scuffs it Straight oh, yeah. down It trundles along the ground And goes out of play The Gambian Roberto Carlos The camera zooms in on him And you've got to feel sorry I actually did feel He, he looked gutted He knew it was his big moment To live up to the tag You YouTube that Pakujabi I've seen it G- Gambian yeah. Roberto Carlos Unbelievable Right half time between Wraith and Dunfermline Yes let's speak to Fraser Wraith Rovers nil Dunfermline Athletic nil To be honest Dunfermline Been the better team so far It's taken Wraith Rovers some time To get into their stride Had a couple of chances towards The break with Jamie McDonald And their goal has made a few saves To keep the scores level Dunfermline started really well As Wraith looked a wee bit nervous Very cautious in their play And in the 10th minute came the first chance, Kel Benedictus turned his back on a clearance. It hit him in the back of the head and fell to Kevin O'Hara, whose 25-yard shot was straight at Jamie McDonald, but the big goalkeeper almost allowed the ball through his legs into the back of the net. Dom Thomas then tested McDonald a fierce 30-yard free kick. He struck it really well. It was dipping, punched away by the goalkeeper again, a wee bit unconvincingly with their Furman on top. Thomas involved again. Right foot shot caused real problems in the Wraith Rovers six-yard box. Regan Tumulty had to clear from front of his own goals. And Wraith at this point hadn't threatened their Furman goal. Struggling to get their passing game going and 23rd minute was the first kind of meander into the box of Dunfermline. A low cross from left back Kieran McDonald went begging, just needed a touch but nobody could get there. And it was back to the action being in front of the Wraith goal under a bit of pressure. O'Hara and Whiting combined really well on the left hand side. Inside left and McDonald was quickly off his line to block as the striker tried to lift the ball over the goalkeeper. And in the 35, Kel Benedictus nearly put the ball through his own goal. O'Hara again has been very bright in the first half combining with Henderson on the left hand side low cross O'Hara skidded off the wet surface and as the race skipper went to clear it he sliced the ball inches over his own bar with his goalkeeper beaten the only shot at goal for Wraith Rovers came in 37 minutes first save for Fawn Williams Kieran McDonald has been their best player on the left hand side drove forward yet again and brought out a good save from the Welsh international keeper with a low shot to his left very very tight nervy from Wraith 
Dunfermline looking very good, but still no goals in this tie. It might just be that one goal will settle who goes forward to play Dundee, or else it could be the dreaded extra time and penalty kicks. Half time at Starts Park, Wraith Rovers nil, Dunfermline Athletic nil. Half time, Kelty v Brora, Roger Hanna. Kelty Hearts 1, Brora Rangers 1 at the break. Kelty are 45 minutes from a playoff final against Brecon, but it wasn't without a scare. 2-0 up, if you remember, from that first leg in the Highlands on Tuesday night, but Brora came roaring out of the traps. They could have got a foothold in the game after 13 minutes. Bjorn Wagner, who's pulled the strings in the middle of the park, he had a free kick well held by Darren Jameson in really, really difficult conditions and on a very slick synthetic surface here through in five there was more problems for Barney Ferguson's side after 19 minutes they lost experience centre half Dougie Hill to injury for on Motherwell man Craig Reid coming on and they were getting forced further and further back Ali McDonald the Brona left back up a fizzing cross went right across Jameson's six yard box but no takers after 24 minutes Stephen Mackay's team really building ahead of steam at this stage and they took a deserved lead after 28 minutes no surprise Wagner involved again a terrific through ball to Greg Morrison and a cool finish across the goalkeeper but brought a centre forward for 1-0 but it just could not hold on to that advantage for any time at all and within 60 seconds Kelty were level a ball over the top Nathan Austin showing all his experience he's played in the SPFL for the likes of Cali Thistle and he's five in the past he held off a challenge by Mark Nichols and he got a shot away goalkeeper and captain Joe Marlin went down he got a hand to it looked for a second as if he had saved it but the ball just trickled over the line for an equaliser for Kelty brought a not you know falling back at all after that they pushed they could have been back ahead once again Wagner a flashing shot from 30 yards uh, Jemison really scrambling but it just dipped over the bar there might be more football in this yet if Brora continue the way they played in the first half but at the break at New Central Park Kelty Hearts 1 Brora Rangers 1 it's also half time between Cove Rangers and Airdrie Dave Galloway Half time it's Cove Rangers nil, Airdrie nil. Cove started like they meant business. McAllister's dangerous cross was met by McIntosh, whose effort was deflected for a corner. They took a grip of play. Yule's shot was blocked. Strachan's low free kick from distance saved by Curry, and Fivey's inviting free kick was turned behind before Graham could get his head to it. But uh, Airdrie really should have gone ahead when uh, Connell's long throw was helped on to Gallagher, but from about 10 yards out, he blasted wide. McCann also uh, dropped wide from long range as the visitors began to look a bit more dangerous however there was frustration in the home dugout when Meganson turned the ball across goal only to find no takers. Cove look the better side so far chances at both ends but at the interval it's goal as Cove Rangers nil, Airdrie nil. Those are our featured matches half time in those ones Montrose nil, Morton one is the other big result you need to know no goals elsewhere I don't think Elgin Edinburgh City, Strenard and Barton as well. I will give you a full, or in fact, Edinburgh City, sorry, are one up. I'll give you a full roundup of those half time scores next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Here come the teams at Hamden for the first of the Scottish Cup semi finals. It should be full, it should be rocking, but it's a cracking football occasion nevertheless. Let's speak to Andrew McLean. Yeah, it's a shame there's no fans here, but the Dundee United players and the Hibs players are out on the pitch as we build up to kick off. I'll give you a recap of the teams first of all. It's Dennis Mehmet in goal for Dundee United. The back four, Liam Smith, Mark Reynolds, Ryan Edwards and Jamie Robson. The midfield three, Ian Harks, Callum Butcher, Yando Fuchs and the front three, Nicky Clark, Lawrence Shankland and Mark McNulty. As for Hibs, it's Matt Macy in goal. The back four, Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon, Ryan Porteous, Josh Doig 
the midfield four. Martin Boyle, Melker Holberg, Joe Newell and Jackson Irvin with Christian Doidge and Kevin Nisbet up top. And I think one of the more interesting elements of this semi-final is when you look at the front threes and I think a lot of which way this game will go will come down to which front three is on fire because you look at Dundee United, they've got Nicky Clark, Lauren Shanklin, Mark McNulty, all capable of a goal on their day, 24 between them this season. But you look at the Hibs front three, Mark Boyle, Christian Doidge, Kevin Nisbet, 43 goals between the three of them this season. So it'll be interesting to see what strike force is more up for it. The two of these have met in a Scottish Cup semi-final fairly recently, 2016, when Hibs not only beat Dundee United on penalties, but of course, we remember, went on to beat Rangers in the final as well. Hibs will be hoping that they can do the same again today. Dundee United will, of course, be keen to make up for that. Recent semi-finals haven't been kind to Hibs, though. They lost last season's rescheduled Scottish Cup semi to Hearts, and then were beaten comfortably by St Johnston in the semi-finals of the League Cup a couple of months back. They'll know it's time to put that right as well. St Johnson or St Mirren await in the final. They play tomorrow, but first of all, time to see who is the first team through to this season's Scottish Cup final. Will it be Dundee United? Will it be Hibs? We are just about to get underway. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 